On May 20th of 2019, going into my senior year of college, I began a journey. Originally, I was just looking to better myself as an individual. But before I knew it, I had a team and a community around me discussing our daily struggles. Just a community looking to better ourselves physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. My name is Brett Ferguson, and welcome to the Struggle of Sovereignty. Hey guys, my name is Brett Ferguson. I'm a current student at the University of South Carolina, where I'll be graduating in May 2020. Welcome to episode 15 of the Struggle to Sovereignty podcast. Today, we have a little bit different twist. Um, so I've realized, you know, it's been amazing with all the guests and everybody that we've been able to have on and all of the different dialects and the different stories and the way of speaking about themselves and the way they go about their lives. It's really inspiring. But I realized something, you know, we talk about the team all the time on the Instagram, but you guys actually don't get to hear them. And that was something I was so passionate about with the struggle to sovereignty was getting my voice heard and what a platform to do it like than podcasting. And now we're sitting here today with somebody that's helped me honestly kind of co-head up this thing. He's been integral in everything that we've done. Uh, we've developed a really cool friendship and we have a previous episode. So this will be our second or our first second timer. So this would be pretty cool. Um, today we're going to be talking about something that's a little bit unusual to most. Um, so me and Phil are both seniors in college and now we all of a sudden just had the rug swept from underneath us and now we're never going to head back to school. So what better way to kind of celebrate this than sit outside of my college home and talk and like get outside this quarantine and kind of get out of the comfort zone of the barrier. Well, so, basically because we can't go anywhere else. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't have the recording studio anymore, which kind of sucks. But um, anyways, so we're sitting out here today and we're going to have a conversation at length about what this whole thing is about. Not necessarily just the coronavirus, but what the whole thing makes us seniors put and like what position it puts us into and uh, things that we can do in order to grow from it and do a little bit better than the next person. Excuse me if there's any cars or loud trucks outside of the house, though. We are going to be struggling with that as this is our first outdoors. We're interview. off the grid with this one. Hell so. yeah. So we're going to be rocking with this one. So guys, episode 15, Phil, me, let's go. Let's rock and roll, man. So, all right, Phil. So let's update everybody on your life, right? We had you on last time. You ran that big run, right? Yeah, yeah, I did the 50-miler. Then you joined the STS team. Yeah. So and then not against my own will, I promise. <laughs> uh, I'm really, I'm really proud to be a part of it. I'm uh, Brett put me in charge of the most fun part, which is you know getting guests on the show. So it's uh, either my fault or it's my gratification that we've had you know certain people on, um, and it's been honestly an honor and a blessing to have the opportunity to kind of you know shoot my shot with some very successful people uh, and do it to uh, support a, a greater purpose. Simmons. So Sorry to sound like a politician, but yeah, it's, well, it's been pretty sick to, <laughs> to say it like that. It's you know? been cool, man. Uh, and I think the coolest part about all this is like where our relationship started, how it started behind a microphone, pretty yeah. much. Well, I DM'd you first. Yeah, I slid your DMs. I was like, I was like, okay, like I see this, I see this Instagram page. Like this guy looks pretty cool. Like I don't know why I deserve to be on here, but might as well shoot to Jack Taylor to say what's up yeah. and see what happens. And Lo and behold, you know, we did season one, episode eight, um, or episode nine. I think it was episode nine. Episode yeah. nine, yeah, we did season one, episode nine, and you know, I came on and I was like, I do not deserve to be talking right now, and <laughs> <laughs> especially with the crew of people we've had on so far. Um, so, you know, an update, I guess, is 
I decided to double the mileage uh, that I'll be trying to do this summer. Uh, I actually had a, a close friend of mine pass away this past September. Um, to put it short, we can get more into that later if we yeah. prefer yeah. to. Absolutely. Um, and I wanted to uh, do a run to kind of to dedicate it to, to him and his family because he was a good friend of mine, and he was actually my first friend um, when I went uh, transition schools when I was younger. So it definitely hit really hard uh, when it happened. So yeah. I'm gonna, you know, do the best that I can and just really run for 24 hours uh, in a loop. Um, you know, I'm no David Goggins, but I think it'd be a good way to raise some money, and we've raised about $12,000 so far yeah. in a month and a half. Mention the name, dude. Uh, so the run is called Run for Noah. Um, it's raising money for the Domkowski Foundation. The foundation is currently being made right now by the parents. Um, and it aims to send people with Asperger's to university. Um, the dad specifically wants to send people to the ECU, or ECU, Eastern Carolina University, to uh, study engineering. And that's what we're working with, and I'm just a figurehead and the guy who goes through all the pain to do yeah. something good. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, it's um, it's pretty cool to see you head up something like this, and especially, too, with the reaction you already got from it. Like, I mean, 12,000. Uh, it's unbelievable, but we can get into that a little yeah. bit more into the episode. Yeah. It's not about me; it's about coronavirus. Right? Well, well, well <laughs> it's about and, college. Well, honestly. and we want to want to save a little bit, you know, for the yeah. year. <laughs> um, anyways, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, I want to talk about what we're dealing with today, right? Um, so we had a relationship right through where we were at um we we met each other at starbucks had a long conversation yeah. got you on the podcast from there in december you joined the team mm -hmm. whenever you joined the team you were really big on like getting bigger like bigger and better guests i mm -hmm. guess that was the terminology yeah right? more interesting yeah like, that had... just had stories yeah alaska quit sign over there <laughs> sorry alaska's out here with us and she just let out a big sigh but anyways um so yeah so we um we just started building a relationship and it's been pretty cool because now that the relationship we built through STS, we've built into a friendship and then that's extended through STS into like what I do at Sornex Exercise Equipment. Um, Phil, let's share a little bit about what we've been doing over there. And I think that'd be a little, pretty cool, you know, just update. Yeah. How do people know? Um, we've been doing a lot. I mean, well, my apologies. Okay. We've been, we've been doing, um, you know, you got hit really hard about a, about five weeks ago mm -hmm. um, because Sornex is doing this great thing to where they're raising money for coaches versus COVID-19. And they're doing that through selling a, a rack for a very low price and a very good shipping rate too, which is ex extremely surprising for a weightlifting yeah. um, and exercise equipment company. So, you know, Brett was slammed. Um, you know, I don't mean to say it like that, but you were slammed. I do. No, I, I was. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's the unbelievable, you know, whenever – there's a big movement like the off-grid rack yeah. and the functionality behind it and the way that we positioned ourselves in order to appeal to a mass consumer, right? Normally with what Sornex does, it's very sexy. You know, the mm -hmm. custom engraved logo arches, the custom colors, being able to do uprights, uh, whatever attachment you want. You, mm -hmm. you literally have a playground. You could frame the equipment. Exactly. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's the best on the market. Yeah. And now we came up with the off-grid. And just like Bert said, he said it was a wartime solution. That's exactly what it is. Um, and with that being said, it was, okay, so they bring this idea from idea to concept in 10 days. Mm -hmm. So they drew it up first day, and 10 days later, they had the concept rolled out on the website. First off, how unbelievable. Um, crazy Incredible that, engineering. Dude, oh, it's side. just crazy that, yeah. we can do, that we have the capacity to do that. Yeah. And then from there, 
not only did that you know resonate with a lot of people like wow they built this thing in 10 days and it's this you know this solution for a lot of people to keep training the reason it blew up was because of the the profits what yep. they were doing with the profits yep. you know you guys weren't taking it and putting it in your back pocket to build a new facility uh you were taking it to donate yeah. which is incredible and yeah. that blew me away once i you know my first day I, I frankly didn't know about the off-grid rack or anything that was going on with it and then you know you see the the check on Bert Horn's Instagram, yeah, uh, and you're like, wow, like they're they're walking the walk. Ninety eight thousand dollars, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and <laughs> you know, and the response from that for me was, okay, e-commerce for B two C for an organization like that that sells very custom weight equipment. Normally, B two C isn't the primary focus. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, it's more B two B structured areas like where we're selling the larger weight rooms, we're selling a lot of equipment at a lot of time, freighting it, doing all that, but. And in order to come to B2C and let everybody have a little bit of a taste of the engineering and the way that the equipment resonates with training mechanisms and everything, the, being able for people to have their own little piece of Sorenex, that's awesome. Like, it's really cool. And that's exactly what the off-grid rack did. Not only did it do that, but it benefited such a greater cause. Yeah. And to see that check written, um, it was kind of taking me aback a little bit because it's, you know... Obviously, I had nothing to do with the creation of that rack, but I felt like I had a little bit. But it shows you the morality of the business. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's real. Like, Mm -hmm. you have a 21, just turned 22, but... uh, Happy birthday, Brett. Brett's birthday was two days ago. Yeah, it was. Awkward silence. Yeah, awkward silence. (laughs) But um, Yeah, but man, it's... uh, it's crazy. You have this 22-year-old kid, right, that's manning up this whole department where we're running this rack, and we're doing all this crazy stuff, man. And then I'm just slammed, and because there's so many requests, you know, there's issues here and there. Like we have some people that you know got messed up in shipment. They're like they're very supportive of the situation. I mean, we have an incredible customer base, and then I just re- it was just a workload was just unreal because we were pumping out racks left and right. I mean, and that requires fulfillment and all this other stuff, but. I needed some help, and who better to get involved than Phil? And so, me and Phil... Uh, now Took a shot in the dark with that one, and something stuck to the wall. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> and it worked. And I'm, I'm so happy to have you there, too, because now our relationship's built from, like, SDS oh, yeah. there, and then the friendship. And I mean, you being stuck with me for eight, nine hours a day has to make you get along with, you know, yeah, each you gotta other be along with, right? <laughs> yeah. You gotta get along with someone. <laughs> and it's just cool, man. Um, it's just a cool concept, because we've gotten to, like, build a relationship that's yeah. further than just the podcast, yeah. and, like, we're behind a mic. Um... It's a, I think the, what I was really thinking about during that whole monologue was, you know, that's the opposite of what everyone else has been going through. Yeah. This entire experience is, you know, instead of <clears throat> your work exponentially increasing as a result of everybody wanting at home equipment yeah. um, and a solution, you know, everyone else is just pretty much mentally dying out yeah. there you know it's it's so and i was i was home for about three weeks until i went to Swornex. you know brett was in the trenches while i was you know complaining about having nothing to do um <laughs> and it was just depressing so having that opportunity to be able to serve that community is one of the most incredible things about um this this i guess for me as an intern being there yeah. you know walking in it was a little intimidating going into you know like you said the premier yeah. uh, equipment facility yeah. but you know having that opportunity to do something good amidst such a horrible event across the world. I mean, we're shipping to Australia, we're shipping to Belgium, we're shipping to Netherlands. You know, people all over the world are affected, and being able to help anybody anywhere um, really... Each time you see that tracking number pop up, you're just like, that's another person we help. Yeah. And it's cool. It's it's a really neat concept. It's it's very humbling, honestly. 
And the coolest part too was, you know, having Phil walk in and it not and not only was it Hey Phil, so I'm gonna kinda show you the ropes. No, there wasn't time to be shown the ropes, you know? It was it was like, hey Phil, let's jump you, let's just get yeah. you in, you know, and let's yeah. and let's get this thing done. And shoot, who are we, right? We're two 20 run year old dudes that are managing millions of dollars of millions money. of dollars yeah. and and helping. You know, I think that's the most crucial part is helping. And that's just been such a cool part of what's been happening lately, mm -hmm. you know, um, th with the quarantine. You know, we look at all the negatives and what has come from it but this is a complete positive yeah what's come from all this i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't have had this opportunity and for all the listeners you know i've been wanting to have an opportunity at sornex for the past year and a half um and this this pandemic you know to you know have a silver lining it's the reason why i got a shot yeah and a lot of people are actually having the opportunity to do something like that you know and right. building a website or starting a blog or doing uh, a health and wellness challenge for yourself it's it's kind of an opportunity to step out of your comfort zone in another way. Yeah. But I don't want to be like a little motivational. Uh, no, 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 no. But, it, but it's the truth, though. Yeah. Like, it's the honest truth. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, obviously, we have an entirely different idea rather than our occupation, right? Yeah. And we're looking at, let's look at school. So let's get back to talking in about, like, senior year and what that's entailed and kind of what's happened with the whole thing of us one second being in school and stepping on campus and you know being with all of our friends and going to class and literally not realizing the last class before spring break would be the last one that you ever ever step ever 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 and i know there are plenty of seniors out there that are dealing with this exact same thing yeah not just high school or not just college but high school too yeah high school yeah. like dude i can't imagine like we were just having that conversation with anita today yeah like imagine just high school yeah you know? High school graduation is a huge deal. I, I personally, you know, college graduation is not um, important to me as much as high school was because it's such a transitional part right. of your life. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm upset about not being able to make my parents happy, you know, walking across at, you know, uh, Colonial Life Arena. But, you know, for, for all the high schoolers going to college and traveling across the country for a new part of their life, it's, it's tough because you don't have closure. Well, and think about this, too. Like, they're even talking about canceling fall semester. So imagine being a high school senior, not getting graduation, and then not being able to go to fall semester and having fall semester completely online of your senior yeah. or of your freshman year. I mean, the world's standing still, which is really weird. It's very weird. It's not like we're at war and there's a ton of jobs to produce equipment and everyone's like reading the news to keep up with it and we're all trying to help out. It's we're at war and we're being told by our own government to stay home and to not help. But to help by staying. It's a huge paradox. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I can't, I still can't comprehend Dude, it. on the way to work, there's a road sign that literally says, go home, stay home. Yeah. Like, and it keeps flashing it. And that's freaky, dude. Yeah. Like. And we've never been able to experience anything like that. And I, dude, I don't know what I would have done if senior year. And even think about the athletes, bro. Yeah. Like, the athletes that are literally having most of their lives consumed by athletics, and then stops. Yeah, baseball, lacrosse, training, sand volleyball, training. I mean, anything. Yeah. Dude. And it's it's just weird. Like, yeah. it's it's honestly just weird. And what I think was even really weird was I was watching the NFL draft last night and i was like everything's over there yeah. like there's no yeah you can't hear the people in the crowd anymore screaming about the Bengals getting you know uh oh my gosh why can't i think of his name joe burrow oh my 
Dude, what am I doing? You're probably thinking about um, Roger Goodell getting booed too much anyway. They still wanted to put him in to get Bro, booed. yeah, that was kind of cheesy. That was, was about, I don't know, because my friend was taking a video booing him at the time he said that. So it was oh, really? Funny. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. All right, it, it's kind of made it up for me now. But, yeah. but anyways, <laughs> like, going back to senior year. Senior year, man, it's it's such a weird time, like, especially for everybody, because yeah. it's like, uh, I'm... You know, a year ago, if I would have been sitting here and been like, all right, so you're going to be doing all this e-commerce and all these sales and meeting all these unbelievable athletes and getting to talk to all these people and contribute to a greater good in such a bigger way, like, I would have probably said, I could see it, but probably won't happen. Mm -hmm. And then now, like, (laughs) that's my life now. Opportunity from tragedy, man. It's crazy. It's insane. What's your, dude, what's your opinion on what we're kind of dealing with right now as a senior um it's been so a little weird sucks yeah it just sucks because i you know I'm, I'm a pretty uptight guy i'll be honest about it i think most people that know me can agree sure. and um on you know on spring break i was in key west and i got to have some fun and relax for a little bit you know try some try some new things with you know actually just laying on a beach for an extended period of time but i was i was on spring break and i was like you know like Let's finally, like, enjoy yourself and not stress all the time about, you know, quote, being successful or yeah. having a, having an idea or something like that. And and I was willing to try. You know, it's, yeah. it's tough. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining for no reason, but it's hard. It's hard for me to relax. And I finally was like, you know what, like, this is an important transitional part in your life to where you're not going to have this opportunity again. You should take advantage of it. And I was ready to, you know, kind of take a step back and not push so hard with my personal endeavors with some of the things that yeah, I wanted to do. 100%. And instead, I come back and school's canceled and <laughs> everything's closed. And I'm like, well, all right, I'm going to go sit home and not do anything for three weeks. And that was just like, I can't do that. Because some people are suffering very greatly yeah, from what's 100%. going on, and not not only economically from the from the minor recession that happened, but you know mentally, people are turning to extreme amounts of drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and you know horrible practices mm-hmm. just because they have nothing else to do with their time, and it just shows how habitual humans are. And you know, one hundred percent, it 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 happened to me. I mean, not with the drugs and alcohol, thank God, but you know, I was literally not doing anything all day all day yeah and yeah. it was awful i hated it but i i couldn't get out of it you know it was it was a it was a depressive funk you know yep. i can't say that i fell into a bout of depression because you know that'd be undermining what depression actually yeah, is. yeah, yeah. but it sucked I, I couldn't get out of it at all and it's one of those things dude it's for me so i've been busy this whole time like honestly since since this whole coronavirus Breath hit, world is sped up it's been man it's the craziest thing. Everybody slowed down while my life is just sped up. And I'm blessed by that. I'm very blessed by that. Silver uh, lining. Yeah, it, absolutely. Haven't but, slept much, but... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done too much of that. How but, much have you been sleeping? Probably five hours a night. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I even preach about on the podcast how much how important sleep is, and I'm still not getting enough. You're on so. Jocko's heels. You'll catch up eventually. Ah, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, a, that's a hard M effort right there, dude. Yeah. What do you think he's been doing? Probably absolutely killing it. Yeah. Like, honestly. He's still waking up at 4.30. He has his own home gym. That's where, that's yeah. where he does all his training and stuff. So yeah. Nothing's different, I guess. He's probably just pounding away. Yeah. And, like, I even thought about it. I was like, long-distance runners like Cameron Haynes, 
probably thriving in this. They, they yeah. go alone anyways. No, yeah. no chance that somebody's running a marathon every day with Cam. <laughs> Maybe a son, yeah. you know? But he's probably like, oh, I'm, you know, this normal alone time I got for four hours of my day. Trails are a little more empty than usual. Yeah. That'd be nice, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm I, jealous of that. I thought about going up to the mountains. Or not to the, well, to go like, hike a mountain. Like App or Table Rock? Or Something like that. Yeah. I thought about going up there just to go. Cause, but I don't know how. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Um, <laughs> no, but so as a senior, though, not only have we lost that personal interaction, we've also, too, man, classes suck online. They're, they blow. Dude. They're awful. They're awful. And, oh, my gosh. Guys, I have to, real quick, I let my dog inside. I let Alaska inside. And now she's currently staring at us in the window because she's upset. We, we, put her, we put her in quarantine. We put her in quarantine. She's pissed. Dude. Anyways, um, she's the most ridiculous. It's definitely talk. an interesting episode. So yeah, far. this is this is an interesting <laughs> one. We we haven't had one of these. Um, anyways, so my thing is is with especially being a senior, um, it's eye opening because opportunity of after senior year, like you always have a structure, right? And that structure is planned by your parents, planned by your professors, your schooling. It's instilled in you in a long time. Yep. Nature and nurture. Yep, yep. And it's like this structure that you constantly have. Yeah. Whether you do a ton with that structure or not, like, I know people that are up at eight or up at six, go to bed by nine every single day. You know, I know people that, like me, it's like up at probably 7, 45, mm-hmm. and then going to bed at 12. Yeah. And, you know, that's just, that's just me. Um, but... I know people like that, and then I also know people that will go to class and have a bunch of free time, do whatever during the day, and hang out, and like blah blah blah. But still, that class creates structure, mm-hmm. right? Force it's force it's force structure. Yeah. Like you have to be at a certain place for a certain time every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or mm-hmm. every single Tuesday, Thursday, and it's externally placed. And you have to make money somehow. So how do you do that? You have to go to work. You have to be there at X time doing mm-hmm. X thing. With this coronavirus, dude, there is no structure. It's like, oh, you have a you have a twelve hundred dollar check coming your way, no charge. You don't have to do anything for it. Just stay home, don't bug anybody, watch Netflix all day, do whatever you want. And people are like, some people are like excited about it. Yeah, so people are pumped. Yeah, and my thing is too is like, if you're excited about that, you're looking at the short term, like. You're, you're only looking short-term. Yeah. Like, that $1,200 is not going to carry you out for the rest of your life. Probably going to blow it on some shoes or... Okay, right? Blow it on something, I So, that $1,200 isn't going to carry you for the rest of your life. So, what do you have to do with that 1200 Well, is it a bonus? Absolutely, it's a plus. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you got $1,200 in your pocket. Why don't you invest that? Or why don't you change that? Or why don't you save that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever your methodology is to finance. I'm not an expert. You know, I have... A lot of mentors that have helped me out with my finances and I have my own structure I guess and I still can improve on that every single day I'm gonna call it I just got out about to get out of college and actually last week classes this week yeah and about to be out of college gonna have to change that intro <laughs> I mean I can't say the same I'm broke as shit so <laughs> but, but, but you know what I mean it's like it's one of those things where you, you're at a transitional stage for a reason yeah and now you just you got given a, th- a thousand two hundred dollars yeah. what are you gonna do with it yeah. right are you gonna look back in a year and be like, "Damn, I really could have, I could have grown that a thousand two hundred to twenty four hundred by now"? Oh, with the way the stock market's looking, man, drop that in the S and P, you'll triple that money. Well, right. Yeah. So it's like a year from then, you could look back and be like, "Damn, I'm really happy that I did this with this money." But now I'm sitting there and 
I have no money mm -hmm. whenever I could have doubled that profit, right? And it, again, you're just pocketing it. Mm -hmm. What do you have to do in order to, for example, I have a buddy, he he can't stop working. Like yeah. he like he not isn't necessarily work out. He doesn't work out all the time. Like he doesn't do that, but he just loves work. Mm -hmm. Like he genuinely loves to work. One okay? of those types, yeah. He just likes to work, right? What happened? He gets laid off. Oh shit, what does he go do? He figures out a way to go deliver groceries. Yeah, it's not a lot of money, but you don't need a lot of money right now. Mm -hmm. Low cost, right? Everything's getting waived right now. You can pay it at a later date. $1,200 in your pocket. Yep. Even if you get unemployed, you have unemployment coming in, okay? You have all that money coming in. Why the hell, whenever you have nothing to do and nothing to spend it on, are you gonna spend it? That doesn't make sense to me. Granted, I think a little bit differently than others. I think you and I both do. But, no. but it's one of those things where it's like, why the hell would I do that? Like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Like, in the long term, if I look and I'm like, okay, in three years, I can make that 1200 into 6400 or 7800 Go to the Bahamas. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I do that? And then during that time, what I can do is with the money that's constantly coming in, grow that money. Then I have that money put aside. I can go do whatever the hell I want to with it, right? Yeah. You know, you're stressing about your trip. You're like, oh, man, I want to go on this summer trip, I guess, you know, before all this craziness happens. Yeah. What? what? You're worried about it, right? And you're rushing to put money together. Then you're broke after. You got no money, and you're, like, freaking out. Why don't you prepare for it? Yeah. Just like you prepare in training. Just like you prepare at work. Just like you take notes in class. Like you're preparing. Prepare yourself financially. Too. What is it? There's like an asset or a liability, right? Yeah. Rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Robert and Kiyosaki. Yeah. It's uh, you know, the way that you take the money, you're gonna put it into an asset or a liability. Yep. You're gonna spend it on, you know, getting drunk every night just to pass the time, or are you gonna do something productive with it? And and it's it's funny because again, man. <coughs> Whenever we, me and Phil, have this conversation, we are no saints. I, dude, I had a great time in college. I was mm -hmm. stupid as hell. I had to learn a lot. I did exactly the wrong things with my money. Um, I didn't didn't have the knowledge that I do now and started following the tips that people have given me. And now I've get started following those tips, and not only am I happier, I'm wealthier, and I'm also, too, growing interpersonally because those values appropriate in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. If you are consistent with yourself and you make yourself liable to change right and then from that change you grow that's a beautiful thing yeah. and that's what i think people can gain out of this coronavirus is you know it's a change mm -hmm. but from that change you can grow it's difficult man it's hard it's hard it's, it's hard real. let's say you don't have workout patterns right mm -hmm. what what's the deal of you not just pumping out 10 push-ups a day next day 11 next day 12 next day 13 mm -hmm. next day 14 and just keep doing it while the coronavirus happens yeah. right you want a little bit bigger chest you want to look prettier for the girls right whatever it is right just start adding little change. Like, and that change, dude, like, for example, whenever I was going through a stage, I was 260, right? I was trying to lose all this weight. Chunky boy. Chunky boy, bro. I, I'll tell you what, I was strong, damn it. But <laughs> I, I was a chunky boy. What did I do? I was like, okay, I'm pretty strong. I can do at least 50 push-ups in one round. Yeah. Okay, before I get in the shower, I'm going to do 50 push-ups, I'm going to do 50 air squats, and I'm going to do 50, I think it was crunches or something like yeah. that at the time. Dude, I probably look like a fool. I was naked on my bathroom floor doing this stuff, right? Before my shower. But again, like... Push-ups were halfway because your gut would hit the floor. <laughs> yeah, right? probably. And, it, the, dude, it's like, it's that it's that mentality. It's yeah. just like, even though it's as silly as, you know, before you hop in the shower, do something. But seriously, do something. Yeah. Like, just do something that creates an incremental change. Because yeah. you can't have that from that. From this coronavirus, what have I learned? Man, I've started reading a lot more. Mm -hmm. I started learning about more about my personal relationships, how they mean to me, right? I have not craved 
human interaction more than I do now. Oh, God, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm so bored. Yeah, you're yeah. so bored, and you want to be interactive with people. That's yeah. human nature, yeah. and we are just stripped of that right now, right? Maybe yeah. the few people in your house. Yeah. They can drive you insane, though. Work. Yeah. Work. Yeah. If you're still... Lucky if you're still, few. Yeah, the lucky few, the essentials, right? Quote, unquote. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things that, man, it's tough. Like, it, it is tough, but it, I'm telling you, if you just add a little bit of change, just a little bit of change, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you want to get more in tune, with your, in tune with your religion. Hey, I started watching, you know, um, I have a church back home, and uh, it's called Forest Hill Baptist Church, right? Started watching some of their online services. Mm-hmm. Started watching Elevation, Stephen Furtick, some of their online services. Um, I have a buddy that is, he came from my brother, and we were really good friends, but Samuel Christopher. He leads a ministry over in Clover, and I started watching his sermons, mm-hmm. right? I want to get more in tune with my relationship with God because I have this time that is just to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I'm gaining from this, yeah. you know? It's yeah. just uh, those little things. Mm-hmm. What have you been adding? It's a little thing that you've been adding throughout all this. Well, I um, <clears throat> I luckily was able to look at this as a... I tried to look at it as an opportunity, yeah. you know? And, and my I had a personal post on our Instagram uh, a few weeks ago, <clears throat> and I, I described how the first couple weeks of the virus, you know, I was trying to stay really consistent. Yeah. Um, I was trying to do the little things. I was working out like a psychopath because I had nothing else to do. And yeah. Like a psychopath, it drove me crazy because yeah. it was, you know, I was staring at the wall in my garage for three and a half hours straight, yeah. you know. Um, and that set me, you know, that set me down a really bad path for a little, just a very short time. Um, so I, I kind of looked at it, and I was like, you know, like, I, I love exercising, but I, I can't do more of it. You know, I'm going to hurt myself. Um, so let's look at something else I can put my energy into. Yeah. So, you know, on the side of uh, the Run for Noah campaign that I'm doing, yep. I've decided to start developing a couple websites and learning about that. Cool. So I'm not, you know, coding or anything by any means, but I've actually been able, I've been lucky enough to help uh, redo our website for the Struggle of Sovereignty. Which looks fantastic. Which was great. You yeah. know, I, I loved doing that. You know, I just sat there and it was, you know, I just plugged my music in and I just let the flow happen and yep. I just go. And, um... I was like, you know, like I can, I can do this for myself too. Yeah. And that's in my free time. That's that's what I've been doing. You know, my yep. friends are like, what are you working on? And I'm like, I'm building a website. And they look at me. They're like, really? And it's I'm like, like, why are you doing that? I was yeah. like, why not? Like, I got nothing else better to do. Yeah. It's like thirty bucks a month. You know, it's right. Know, I make that in you know three hours, getting paid ten bucks an hour. And you never know the person that'll see it. Yeah. And it's you know, and then on the way out, you know, I think I think writing down. I did this. I did this yesterday actually. Um, I had a phone call with Chris Hively, who was the co-founder of MapQuest. Uh, sold it at the peak of it so he wasn't you know he didn't pull out when it was too late but he's become a mentor of mine and I I started talking to him about what I've been doing the past month and you know everything just seemed to tally up kind of like what you were saying you know going from 10 push-ups to 11 to 12 you know I went from I went from starting at uh, I think it was $4,800 with one for Noah I'm at 12,000 now I I started with redeveloping one website to working on two others, so three total. Um, I've gotten back into my really, really strict rehab states for uh, the run for Noah so I can actually perform well. And um, I wrote all those things down, and I started talking, and I was like, why am I thinking I'm not doing anything? You know, it all all stacks up over time. And that's what I hope, like, I hope other people are really doing this or else, you know, the world's not going to start for yep. a long time after this is over. Uh, dude, we, it's coming in waves. Yeah. Uh, we had it early on. What did he say? I was like, what, what, is this thing done after it's done? He said, no, this thing, this thing has waves. Yeah. And yeah. He knows what he's talking about. Yes, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. He has worked at the White House. So yeah. I, I believe that guy. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's great to see Kevin on Instagram giving his opinion, but, you know, I believe Uli just a little <laughs> bit more, you know? Um, 
so in those those little incremental changes are important because yeah. I said this. Uh, it's hard to start. Yeah. It's so hard. To, I'm not gonna lie. It's yeah. so hard to start. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I, I I've said this on a few episodes. I know for a fact I said it on uh, Joshua Sparks episode, but. Your growth isn't linear. Yeah. It's not, man. Like it's it's not. I have my ups and downs, my bad days, my good days. You've even seen it whenever I've been stressed as hell at oh, work. Yeah. And then some days like today, I I have had a fantastic day. Happy go lucky. Things man. things have been great, yeah. right? Everybody has those ups and downs. Yeah. And that's why I say the curve of longevity, it is it is not linear, but it's constant consistent change over time. And then just consistently adding to that change, making yeah. it more fun. Like I think that, you know, we, we talked about this at, like, the beginning of the season, but a little bit about what we've been trying to do is explore. Like, we've been trying to really explore what the struggle of sovereignty is. You know, during the first season, we had this dead-set idea on what we wanted to do. Um, officially, like, it initially started out with just me, and then I was like, oh, I want guests. So then we had guests. And then we carried that through season two, but with season two, we've added a lot more guests that are outside of the USC community, right? So we haven't had just a lot of students on. We've had people that own physical therapy companies. I mean, we had Jay Spearman on who owns I Am Bigger Than Sports, or I'm or Bigger, Bigger Than Sports, Sports SC, mm-hmm. and then we had Alvin on and <coughs> I Am Meant To Be, and then, you know, we had all these unbelievable mentors and these crazy cool men that, and these women that we've been able to have on that had just blown me away, yeah. right? And again, we've been exploring that. But then also, too, with that exploration, I wanted to explore our team. Really, you gotta look within sometimes. Yeah, dude. I mean, you gotta look it's seriously because people are interested to learn more about you guys. They they hear me talking enough. You know, I ramble, I talk. Yeah, I'm pretty, You're not a broken record yet. Don't worry. Hopefully man. not. <laughs> I really hope not, man. <laughs> We've. I mean, how many episodes now? This is 16, 15? It's fifteen. Fifteen. So thirty-five. No, there's a few in between. Like there was episode four point five. Thirty-eight. And then there was holiday special. Yeah, so we're like thirty-seven. Yeah. Thirty-seven of those things, dude. Forty hours of Brett Ferguson on repeat. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my Lord! I'd rather be stuck in quarantine. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, we're not making that. Um, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> that would that would be oh, whew, that would that would be rough. Um, anyways, going back into you know what it's like for us, and I kind of want to talk about this time to run for Noah, um, so we can get into that a little bit. But last thing on senior year, okay. As a senior, you know, we, we focused on a lot of, like, different things that have been bullshit about this whole thing, like, yeah. that we're frustrated with. Like, you know, never going back to class, never being able to go to that last, you know, tailgate, never being able to go to the, our commencement until August, yeah. you know. Having or even being, a bar. Like, you yeah. know, I'll be honest about it. I want to go drink with my friends. Yeah. I'm not even an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> it's just a social aspect of life that is way too overlooked, at least by me by this point. Yeah. So. And it's like, and for me, it's... It's not even, you know, uh, the bar just stimulates, like, personalities yeah. and building relationships. You know, I worked at a bar for uh, two and a half years almost, yeah. man. Um, and some of those people are still my closest friends on this planet. Like, I worked at that place. I built a lot of relationships. But I also realized the negatives of it whenever too much of anything is not a good thing. Oh, right? yeah. Like, it's, a, it's the truth. And that's very apparent with that scene. But, yeah. again... The scene, what does it do? Gotta live a little, man. Man, there's no problem with going out and having a beer with your friends. Yeah. Like, nothing wrong. And with that strip, too, man, it's all just social interaction, and it's just gone, right? Yeah. What can, you know, what is your opinion on all this, and what, you know, coming out of this do you think we're going to learn? You know, all those seniors that are coming from this, what are we going to learn? Well, this makes me cherish it more. This is when I, I was like, man, like, 
I'm not taking that for granted ever. Because yeah. I, I frankly, you know, I, I can't say that I had the best college experience. You know, I, I went through a lot of interesting. I'll leave it at that. I went through a lot of interesting stuff, um, and I never, I never fully experienced the. Well, I, I guess I had enough fun um, for a guy like me, but I didn't have as much as I may have wanted or what sure. other people yeah. would have recommended. Um, and it, it leaves me with an ounce or two of regret. Yep. But, you know, with uh, this virus, I mean, who knows? You know, t- 10 minutes ago I said that, you know, maybe I will try to – said I was going to try to, you know, go have more fun and enjoy the moment. But if, if this virus never happened, man, like I said, I'm a creature of habit. All humans are. Yep. I don't know if I could break the habit of constantly pursuing something in a, in a non-narcissistic way. That's the best way that I can put it. Um, because as you know, and as some other people know, it's not necessarily a positive thing all the time. You no, know? dude. We need to relax. Bro. And this, this whole virus coming along, it helped me realize what, you know, I need to have some fun. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not going to not have a virus, but I won't be able to go to a bar because I'll be too old. Um, and I can't leave my house because I can't walk because I'm stuck yeah. in a wheelchair or something. So I, I guess that that's a good way for me to look at it and that's what I've done you know I've, I've looked at this whole situation and been like you know what like nothing is permanent yeah nothing is forever college isn't forever thank god because yeah. none of us or our livers could handle it no, right, right and right. you know looking back you can have regrets like I do or you can look forward which is what I'm trying to do because what's the point of looking back on a regret right. it's a waste right, of time right, right, right. And just say, you know what, I'm going to have fun, and I have to structure it out because I'm a weirdo like that. But I I'm going to have fun. I get it. I'm going to have fun this much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this instead. I'm not going to go stick myself in a library every Friday night to study for a test that is going to end up not accounting for my career, uh, career path yeah. in two years. Um, because you never know. So that's, that's just the mindset that I've tried to keep is this is going to be over soon. I mean, granted, the the smartest people in the country are saying it's going to be here for a while. It's going to be over soon. You know, World War II lasted only four years in the U.S., and that still feels like a blink of an eye to a lot of people that are still around from it. Um, So this thing only lasting six to eight months is quite incredible for how far uh, science and medicine has come. Oh, dude, I mean, think about it. This would have killed the entire Earth. Like like years ago, like 200 years ago, this thing would have killed the entire Earth. If we had the same amount of travel and uh, social interaction, but not the same amount of medical advancement, yeah, 100%. Um, That's why the Spanish flu didn't kill as many. It killed 48 million, which is the equivalent of, I did the math, it was like 158 million people. Um, which is that, that's what the equivalent would be today yeah. it would kill 158 million people today and I think it's I don't even think the deaths have topped um, over 200,000 yeah. worldwide so it's it's been an incredible as a, as a modern day human being looking at this invisible enemy that we're fighting together by yeah. staying home it's such a weird it's like a Stephen King book it's Dude, so stupid we're living I'm telling you we're living in a history book right now Yeah, we really are um, this conversation is even it's a history book dude it, there's gonna be some that we look back in three years and be like holy shit that happened or someone looks back at and ruins a political career yeah, who knows? yeah <laughs> probably something will come out of it let's talk about run for Noah. alright so that's your spiel um, so you, I'll do the elevator pitch you raid 12k yep alright and you we, so we talked about the Domowski family Domkowski family sorry. you're good yeah. I always say Domowski yeah it's an, it's, a, it's an interesting last name I don't actually know the um origin of it yeah. but it was um i'll just get into it so sure. to to give a little bit more of a background so i was um transferred into a private catholic school 
um, from my fifth to sixth grade. I know, tough life, right? Um, but, you know, I, I went from <clears throat> this environment, from what I remember, you know, this is how I perceived it, um, kindergarten through fifth grade, you know, students were praised for being smart, students were praised for reading books. Yep. The popular kids were the smart kids, which was, you know, right. where does that ever exist? You know, right. looking back, it's like, wow, like that was a blessing in disguise. Um, but I come into um, this other school, and, you know, it was a good school, good principal, great teachers for the most part. Um, never complained about any of them. But, you know, I never really socially fit in. Um, sure. Like, at all, ever. I, I got bullied a lot. I actually, I used to read Harry Potter books, extent, like, start to finish, wouldn't blink. Um, and I, I remember I got bullied for reading. I was reading Order of the Phoenix. It was a little boring anyway. But I got <laughs> I got uh, bullied for reading that. Um, got messed with a little bit with by some other kids. And when I transferred in, I didn't have any friends in. Yeah, I, I knew one person when I went to the school, and you know things. Him and I didn't really click that well, uh, to put it lightly. So I was pretty much a loner for quite some time, and it's such a developmental point in someone's life. Bro, middle school is weird. Middle school sucks. Man. Middle school is weird, dude. But you know, it, I remember I was sitting in my sixth grade social studies class, and I looked across from me, and it's Noah. He was just sitting right there looking at me, and I smiled and started talking to him, and. I could tell something was different about him. I didn't necessarily know what it was at the time. Yeah. Um, but y you know how you can just tell. You know, I can. You 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 like attracts like. I'm 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 100 convinced on it. Like attracts like. Yeah. Like, especially too with friendships. Yeah. I don't know about relationships. The whole opposite's attracting or whatever. Yeah. But like attracts like. Yeah. I could tell that he wore he wore his heart on his sleeve, but I could also tell that you know he I knew that he did have a mental disability in some way. Yeah. Um, but you know he was. He was open and he was very nice and he was a great friend. Um, and I can't say that I was the best friend to him for the whole time that I knew him uh, until he passed away. But, you know, he was always there for me and I promised myself because he was my first friend for my entire middle school and high school career, yeah. I guess is the way to put it. You know, he was my first friend. Um, and I, I promised myself, I was like, I'm never going to stop being friends with Noah. Yeah. Um, just because I, I knew I was like, not only, you know, is, am I special to him in that sort of way, um, but he is just, I, I can't put it into words, man. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, it's, it's not like we hung out all the time, but, you know, every time I saw him, I made sure to, made sure to talk to him for a little bit. I'd hang out with him on the weekends. Um, during college, we'd go out and we'd get a drink. Sometimes underage, I'll be honest, but <laughs> we'd we'd grab a beer and just catch up. You know, we just talk, and he would he would tell me everything that he was doing. Um, he went skydiving by himself. And he we talked about it before. He was like, "Yeah, like let's go skydiving." I was like, "How much is it?" He was like, "250 bucks or something." I was like, "Dude, like I'm broke as hell. I don't yeah. have that kind of money." Right. He was like, "Oh, okay." And this kid always had a job in college, and he was studying engineering. I, I was like, "How the hell do you have all this? Like, how yeah. do you do all this stuff?" Um, but, um, so we met up in July of 2019, and this was after I'd known him for seven years at this point, right? Seven? No, God, I've known him, I knew him for damn near 11 years at this point. Wow, that's crazy. And, um, you know, we, we met up, had a drink, uh, talked, you know, laughed a lot, and, um, I always told him, you know, how, he always asked me how the girl situation was, and talked about being in a fraternity and you know our opinions on uh just stuff going on and um yeah just hugged him goodbye and that was it you know i didn't it was just you know all right see you next time right just 
pretty much like just like you know when we get off the podcast here just see you next time um and i remember it was actually the weekend after i had run um my first ultra the first 50 miler um i got a call from my little brother who was friends with josh domkowski his younger mm-hmm. brother and he said noah had a seizure last night and he died and i just kind of you know you, you don't know you don't know what to do yeah. you don't know what to do so I, I didn't know what to do. I just sat there and no words. You know, I, I couldn't couldn't put anything together. Uh, clearly, I cried a lot um, because you know it, it was it wasn't so much of a of a tangible friendship to where you're with a person all the time. So you're creatures yeah. of habit together because that's how a lot of friendships are: is creatures yeah. of habit. Um, and those aren't the friendships that I typically have yeah. because those don't have much substance. Yeah. Um, ours was just purely intangible is the wrong word, but it was, I don't know, it was, it was never going to stop. You know, even after we graduated, I, I would call him. Even after, you know, stuff would happen. If, if I moved to California or across the country, like, I'd still t- stay in touch with him because he, he was, he's the strongest person I ever met when it came to beating every odd like I think I got bullied he got bullied yeah he got bullied bad people made fun of him a lot people who lied to me about being his friend at his funeral bullied the shit out of him never physically but very very um emotionally and it sucked to watch it happen and you know I can't say that I always stepped up and got in the middle of it but I I can't say that you know I was always there for him we always talked um, so to to keep going with uh, the positives um, so luckily um, Noah had a really bright personality and we kept we kept getting to know each other um, throughout our young life I know this isn't very chronologically put together um, but you know throughout <clears throat> going from middle school to high school <laughs> it was just really funny he would just sleep he would always sleep in a first period biology class, um, and our teacher would always wake him up by slamming a book on his desk, and then he would flip his hair up, and his hair would always just, it was like a, it was like Crash Bandicoot, his hair yeah. it was like go yeah, right yeah. over his head like that. Um, so it was, and then he would always, he, when he would walk in the hallways, he would, he would walk faster than everybody else. Um, but I would always, I would always say hey to him, because I'd always see him. Every time I'd walk in the hallway, I'd, I'd, I'd lock eyes with him and say hey. We had a lot of classes together in high school. Man. I'm sorry this isn't all put together. No, um, it's fine, man. Well, I wish this was better put together, but yeah, I mean, he he was just an adrenaline-seeking individual, man. Like he would he lo- he knew every single height of every single roller coaster in the country. He knew the tallest ones. He knew ones internationally. Um, he when when families would go on vacations, this is what they said um, during uh, his funeral service. Um, when they would go on vacations to roller coaster parks it wasn't a leisurely activity to where you know you get an ice cream cone right. and maybe going through rides it was a, it was a job it was a we're going from here to here from this time to this time it was tactical you know if if there was a special operations of going to amusement parks and riding every single ride as many times as possible that was noah's position that's what he did um and his love for the adrenaline rush is kind of that's why i i knew he had it i knew he had that rush love um and that's something that i really love too so um, to bring it back to kind of the what what had happened, so I, I heard back that he had passed away, um, and I went to his funeral service, 
his family was kind enough to, to let me say um, the first reading, um, which was a hard-hitting one. Uh, I had to talk about, I read from, um, I can't remember the book, I think it's Deuteronomy, it was, uh, this is the Testament of Noah, which was literally, I was the first person to say his name during the whole service, um, which was uh, honored, clearly, humbly honored, um, but absolutely just deep. I, I can't yeah. put it into words. Like, I'm not an emotional guy, but yeah. it was just a very emotional experience. I kept it together, thank yeah. God. You, know, you don't want to be that guy who cries at your friend's funeral because sure. you, know, you don't want to seem like a bitch. Um, and you have to stay strong for the family. But, yeah, I mean, I, I left that. I left the service, and it's just like, whoa. Because yeah. it, it was my... I had, I had... I've had a friend pass away before him, but I wasn't necessarily as close with him as sure. I was with Noah. You know, I didn't have a... A real relationship with anybody that had passed away until Noah had passed, um, and I just you know when I would when I would go running, I would just start saying it to myself, just yeah, this one's for you, buddy. Um, and I'm not you know like I said, I'm not David Goggins, I'm not special, I'm not interesting by any means. Um, but I was like you know like maybe I can make something out of this. Sure. And um, I cold called his family, I cold called Josh and Zach, and just said straight up I was like look I know you guys miss Noah a lot it's pretty apparent I miss miss him a lot too um, but I want to do something special and positive um, in his name and as his friend and decided to sign up for another stupid race <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, yeah um, awesome. yeah so it's you know the family's been supportive so far everyone's been very supportive um, but, you know, it's it's not, I don't want to make this, I just don't want to make this about, you know, me running for 24 hours. Right. I want to make it about the fact that Noah's gone, but people will remember him. Yeah. And this isn't the only time I'm going to do this thing. Like, yeah. I'm going to do this for the foreseeable future. I'm not done after this. Yeah. Um, I have I have really big plans for this foundation yeah. um, in the future. So that's just, that's the short, that's the short term. I love it. Kind of what's been going on. So. <laughs> It's, dude, it's so beautiful because, you know, whenever we initially started talking, you were so interested about STS enough to join the team. Yeah. Right? And STS, in my heart, man, has been something that's just been a, my baby, honestly. Yeah. And I've loved, I've loved doing this thing in every second of recording podcasts and, you know, this late phone, ta phone calls that, you know, we, we circle around something a million times and finally get in and move mm -hmm. on to another and then, you know, um, all the late nights I've spent editing, you know, figuring out how to work my computer because I'm terrible with that stuff. Um, That's why you hire people. Right. And man, <laughs> um, but it's just so cool to see somebody a part of my team doing something so much greater. I'm trying, you know, I've, luckily I've, it's, it's the money, the money's still there if I don't finish it, which right. is great. Right. Um, because not only does that put less pressure on me, but that's the reason why yeah. I'm doing this. You know, yeah. I, that's the reason why I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, it's, I want to, I want to help. Everything's awesome about running the hundred miles, but the hundred miles don't mean anything if they don't mean shit. If there's no, you know, if there's no word behind it, yeah. if there's no verbiage, if there's no interpretation behind it, yeah, because that's the important stuff, and it is for Noah. Yeah, and um, man, I'm it's so humbling to, to hear that story because that's honestly the first time I've heard it in that depth. Yeah, I, uh, I I can go deeper sometime, but I gotta I gotta work on what I what I would want to talk about with that one. That's yeah. the, I haven't polished that at all. That's just the blank marble. Um, so, 
Let's include people what they, that races and how they can get involved oh, and yeah. what they can do. Let's do a little, little plug here. A little PR. A little yeah. PR. Um, so, so the race right now is scheduled for June 6th. Um, what's actually pretty sentimental about the race is that it's scheduled at Black Mountain, Virginia, um, which is where I went on my high school football retreats for Carl Gibbons High School where me and Noah went to school. That's um, awesome. Now, Noah wasn't a part of the football team, but <clears throat> it is pretty cool how – you know, things kind of go full circle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being back there, I, I wasn't able to walk up the hill without almost passing out uh, five years ago because I was so massively overweight. And then going back there and taking this challenge and doing it for a good cause will be uh, very be amazing. Full, yeah, very full circle. Um, but you know, we do have a pandemic going on. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll, we'll keep that. We'll keep that under the we'll wraps right out. now. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out, man. Yeah. Phil, thanks, man. Thanks for this episode, dude. It's so yeah. awesome. So awesome to catch up our community. Obviously, we know enough about each other. Yeah. We've become even more comfortable, and our friendship has grown so much since then. But it's just cool to catch up the community and let them know what you're doing, and um, let them know that our team greater extends than just those, the S and the barbell and the S. Yeah. It goes so many other places, and we're able to hopefully impact people and help people. That's why we're here, man. That's why we're here. I'm not here to drink and you know make good memories. I'm here to do something positive and do make something good positive, memories. impact somebody's life. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah, man. Guys. Whew. As we wrap up episode 15, that got tense. Give me a drink, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> episode 15. Um, thank you guys so much for taking the second to listen to it and take that out of your day. Um, and as we wrap up, we do something at the end of each episode that I like to do. brings things, again, that full circle idea, Phil. Um, and I want to read our mission statement. So our mission statement is as follows. This group is designed to be a constant open communication between members to deal with issues that arise in everyday life. Whether they be fitness goals, personal goals, or life struggles, this podcast is designed to uplift all those involved. Dolcius X Asparis. Thank you guys so much. Deuces.